fuck, man. Here we go. Another yeah. week of this shit. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it just won't stop coming. <laughs> it doesn't stop coming. And it won't stop coming. Back to the rules. We're not doing this. Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Unpaid Nobody's Podcast. God dang. Oh, man. We got a lot to talk about this week. It is a good week. It's a good Feeling week, man. Good. Life is good. Life is. It's definitely not bad right now. I don't know if I would describe my life right now as, like, good. But, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say bad either. And, yeah. Considering all things and considering how well we're doing just yeah. in life in general. I think we're doing all right. Life is uh, working on the weekend like usual. (laughs) Why? Why? It's a hip-hop podcast, man. I have to do it. All right. Um, We we have a really good topic. Yeah, we we got one of our favorite. This is going to be our favorite episode, 100%. But we got fucking, we have four albums coming out. We got Vince Staples, Ramona in the Park. Fabio Ford, Bible, Wiz Khalifa. Now, you have it in the doc as Wiz Khalifa, I can't find the fucking name, LOL. I don't think that's the album title. Uh, that is not the album title. Is this the <laughs> one that is tied in with the single he dropped this week? Yes. Because he's doing like a group been... thing with Big Crit and Smoke Dizza. Exactly. So I, I think we'll get to that one when we talk about the single. Yeah, yeah, but they're and dropping. Then, um, that's dropping this week, and then Soldier Boy, the biggest op. All right. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk yeah. about? What, what should easy you want? <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, actual important one. Um, I would say Vince Staples is the important one. Yeah. Um, bouncing off his last album, which was absolutely phenomenal. Did you eventually go to it? Please say yes. I did. I've listened to it twice. Oh. Bet. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. How, what? How do you feel? I didn't even I- talk to you about. It. I like it. I, I didn't love it. Interesting. Yeah, it, well, I, didn't, I mean, didn't like, there wasn't anything, it, it wasn't a matter of, like, there being something wrong or something that I didn't like. It just didn't jump off the page. You know what I mean? It okay. just didn't pop for okay. me. You know, but it was, a, it was a fun listen. Like, the, I listened to it one night. It just showed up, and I'm like, fucking Purvis, I'll listen to this. And, <laughs> and then the next morning, because, like, my reaction was kind of like, I don't know, it was very tempered. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was like disappointed or anything because like it was good. Mm-hmm. But like I also wasn't blown away the way I was by like Big Fish Theory. That is also very, yeah. yeah. I just realized he has a good discography. Yeah. He has a, re- but like he has a really good discography. It's a good album. Like zero hate. Like it's good. It's genuinely very good. It just, you know. Not, it just didn't light me up the way you made it seem like it would. Man, no, it's Yeah, no, but like I, I, I think it, I think it was pretty good. I mean, it was good enough. Yeah, no, I would. If someone said like, "Oh, I fucking love this album," I would not bat an eye at that. Like that would be like completely normal to me. I yeah. think it's one of his better ones, but like you said, now yes. that you mentioned Big Fish there, you gotta go back and see his discography. Like I yeah. said, it is really good. He has a really, really solid discography. But like once again, like if don't don't feel like you have to back down just because I didn't love it, man. It's it's a good album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we're just gonna fight about it now. Now we've been talking about a bunch of the singles from this. And the yeah, the run up has basically been the run of this podcast. Yeah. How do you feel about the singles? You've listened to the singles most. I've listened to all of them, yeah, and they're good. 
they're they're really really good this is an album you know like the singles combined with how just solid his self-titled was like yeah this is gonna be something i listen to tomorrow i'm, I'm excited i don't know what it's about um the title makes me feel because it's broke my heart so i feel like it's gonna be a little bit more on the r&b side but i don't know what to expect you, you never know what to expect with vince staples that is, that is also true yeah He's the only guy who's like genuinely like a very good rapper and also in those Sprite commercials. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah. Uh, so, Five Year Foreign's Dropping Bible. We talked about this a little bit last week. <clears throat> we did. Kind of shadowed over it. Again, someone new. I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. And I think this is one of his like first make it to him. I think. He really blew up in the last year. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, he has one album out a years ago. But yeah. still, like I said, one of his first major Yeah, this is probably his first major label, for sure. Do we have, do we know, like, anyone who's going to be on it? Like, is Kanye going to be on it? Like, is Kanye on this shit? Like, I'm assuming he is. I should, and I actually wanted to bring that up, because I think last week was the first official podcast without having to bring I think, yeah, I we, think we he, didn't even mention him at all. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's a big stuff for him. And he's also <laughs> genuinely been quiet the last few weeks. That's exactly what I was getting to. Do you feel like he's uh, a little bit more controlled, or what, what do you think? Manic episode is over, but it'll be back. Stronger than ever. <laughs> 100%. But yeah, like I could see him maybe having... Because like, I don't know... I'm not on social media like that. Because I am on social media, but just not like that. Like I'm not like on it enough to like notice if Kanye West has been posting. Uh, has he been posting? <laughs> At least from what I've seen, not much. Yeah. At least not from him. Normally, his stuff comes up pretty quickly for me. Yeah, same. Like, it's always top of the algorithm because it knows I'm going to like it. <laughs> I see Kanye so, yeah, West. I uh, double tap. Relax. Well, actually, he, yeah, yeah, the, he dropped out of Coachella. That was, like, big news. Oh, yeah, that too. I was actually, that's, that was going to be one of the news that I forgot to throw in. Yeah. Um, weekend's replacing him. The weekend that? and Swedish House Mafia. This is a big deal. Which is crazy because Swedish House Mafia, who like very much on the outside scope of this podcast, but <laughs> especially because like European House, I feel like is just I just like you know Chicago House. But Swedish House Mafia is a force to be reckoned with, and when they yeah. broke up, that was like a huge deal for like music as a whole. So them coming now. back with the weekend, I think that's pretty sick. I was going to say, now be where you're, you're speaking to someone who really doesn't know anything about this uh, person or group that you're discussing. Yeah, I know, so, I, I know them through the grapevine. Like, I know them m- okay. maybe the same way you know, like, rock bands. Where, like, you know who you're talking about, but that's it. How long ago were we talking? Like, you said they broke up? Oh, probably like four or five years ago. But yeah, they broke up for a while, and they just recently started doing stuff again. And it was a big deal when they broke up. Did something happen? I don't think like, so. I think it was just... No, no, no. I think they just... Yeah, I don't think that shit happens a lot, like, in, like, electronic music as much. You know, I, yeah. I, as far as I know, it was just... They just, had, they just called it. Like, it wasn't anything, like, super... I, I remember this, the story being about them breaking up, not anything that led to their breakup. Yeah. Fair enough. Sounds uh, like uh, Brock out there right now. Oh, man, don't get me started. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm just going to cry for an hour after the show now. 
Well, their last performance is coming up in Coachella, so maybe it'll be live. We get to see. I hope Songs so. I hope so, man. I wanted to see them a third time. I really did. Yeah, I'm gonna say the first and second time was pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah, those balcony balcony seats. Ooh, yeah. But Brockhampton episode coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe next week. Oh yeah, it's definitely coming. Next week is Bel Air or Brockhampton, and then the week after that is the one we did. Oh, bro, Bel Air was so good. Yeah, dude, Bel Air's finale was really, Jesus really good. Jesus Christ, that was so good. Yeah, dude, it's like shocking, like how good that show is. Yeah, no, I did not have high. Like I was, I, like I, my hopes for it was like just willing to give it a chance. Like I wanted it <laughs> to be good, but I just expected to bow out after two or three episodes. But man, it holds its own. Probably it's, my uh, it's so, pretty good. so far my favorite new show uh, this year. I, that yeah yeah, and that includes That's like Abbott Elementary, which say. is really fucking good. Have you seen Abbott Elementary? I have not. Oh my god, dude! It's a it's a mockumentary sitcom like Modern Family or The Office, but it's in a uh, okay. inner city school in Philadelphia. <laughs> Jesus. And it's like it's a it's a network sitcom like it's family friendly but like it is so clever and so smart and so funny and it's also like funny to everyone like the cool kids in my office like it but also my dad loves it you know what I mean <laughs> okay it's got a, a wide range of uh, it's one of those shows it's one of those shows where like literally every demographic is loving it okay yeah right, and I, I don't know right don't, now. Sorry, I don't know if there's any like huge, huge names that stick out except the guy. Remember, everybody hates Chris. Yes, the guy who played Chris as a little kid is like a ah. teacher in the show, ah. which is trippy. Like dope. seeing him as like an adult man. <laughs> he probably looks the exact same. He he. Well, he's been pretty, working pretty consistently. Like I wish I knew his name. Like I wish I could, could pull it off off the top of my head. But he's a. Uh, Really talented. Like, he was in a... Fuck, what's that show? It was a movie, and then it was a Netflix show. Tessa Thompson was in the movie. His name is Tyler James Williams. Tyler James Williams. Good. Yeah. Tyler James Williams. I don't know. It was like, no more white people, no more black people. It was something like that. Like, you know? I don't know. You know I'm not good with shows. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to pull this up, because it's driving me. crazy. Fucking <laughs> dear white people, that's what it was. Oh yeah, 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 dear white people. Yeah, he was in dear white. People. I definitely should have remembered that. I don't know why I didn't remember. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this last yeah, album real quick. Uh, <laughs> so your homie, that's you know, your favorite rapper, close personal friend, Soldier no, Boy. Not. Your favorite. Not rapper, even in the slightest. You said he could throw bars I'm, or push. I'm not teeth. even gonna let you do this. <laughs> I'm not even gonna let you do this. Okay, fine, but he is your close personal friend. Uh, <laughs> nope. Not even gonna allow that. Uh, what is the biggest shop? What are we talking about here? Why is he going out? Like, I don't know what his antics are hilarious. I I gotta admit that. Like, I I feel like I enjoy I, like I laugh with Soldier Boy, so it's fine. No, you don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You, you laugh at him, and that's what. And that's just the fact of the matter is that this man, for some reason, is still around. Yeah. Um, he's a goon. He is responsible he for like sense. all trends. He sells dance. shoes now. I heard. He's responsible well, you know, he's for the, the entire internet dance thing. 
he's the first to do anything. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, we say all this, but he has genuinely been pretty innovative. Okay, go. What do you mean? Well, like, do you, you mean know, music-wise? Or like no, not like music. Him, no, uh, like not, music I would not say, like, as, like, a, no, no, not as, like, a, no, 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 not, like, as, like, a music artist. But think about this. Think about, like, not even, like, in TikTok, not even, like, Instagram or Twitter, going, like, back to, like, 2008 fucking, you know, standard definition YouTube on fucking dial-up internet. Like, Crank That Soldier Boy was, like, <laughs> the first viral dance hit. And that is, like, big enough to build entire, like, digital economies on. Like, people do, making up creative dances and doing them and putting them on the internet. Think about that. Okay. And, like, he no, was... You, he you, it, he right. literally invented that. And also, oh, okay. also Crank uh, That, not uh, a bad maybe. song. Okay, that is also true. It is not a bad song. But... But yeah, I agree. Like you, are, you might actually be onto something. But yeah, like he's he's genuinely been a pretty innovative guy. But I just don't think he's very good at making music. Like, no, not at all. And I, I would, music that I would actually pay a, I would pay twelve hundred human dollars to <laughs> say that to his face to be like, hey man, <laughs> I don't think you're really good at music. But I think you've genuinely been really innovative and have set a lot of trends that a lot of people have followed and you don't get the credit for it. I wonder how he would react to that, to that one-two punch. I mean, with him, he's an idiot. Yeah, opinion. fair point. Yeah, so he's not going to... He's going to hit me. You're right. He's not going to care about anything you just said. <laughs> he's probably just going to want to fight you for some, yeah. for some random reason. Ugh. That's Dang, that's crazy because Cat Daddy came out after that. And then it was just crazy. Yeah. It just went on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just viral dances have been. The whip. (laughs) Oh, remember the mannequin challenge? The mannequin challenge? Oh, my God, bro. Yeah. We used to dab. Oh, my God. (laughs) Remember dabbing? Oh my god. Dude, I remember Jeez. inventing It came from like planking or something. Yeah. Oh dude. My god. Sorry. <laughs> Alright, let's get to the let's let's get to the the, the fucking singles. <laughs> oh man. I don't yeah, want to fall yeah. into the event horizon that is Soldier Boy's career. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just start off with a big one. Let's do Soldier Boy Q. That nothing, no audio editing here. Like, <laughs> Schoolboy Q, Schoolboy Q dropped um, uh, first single in like three years. I'm so hyped, dude. It's <laughs> a good song. Yes, it's a good song. This man, I, I don't know if this is supposed to be like his. Like, I don't know how old he is. How old is Schoolboy? Dude, Q? he's like he's old. Up 40? This no, sense. I think he's like older than that actually. Like he is pulling up. The schoolboy Q, like forty year old vibes. This man, the whole like vibe of the song, the aesthetics he's been going for. This man has also been in a golfing commercial, uh, for Nike that just recently came out. Like he is in his old man kind of vibe. Dude, yeah, it's, it's dope. It's you know, dope. here's the thing though. I feel like this felt a lot harder than anything on Crash Talk. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's coming I, up on I, forty. Oh yeah, God. he's thirty six. Born in 1986. All right. Wow. I did. Yeah. That's funny because, like, (laughs) what's the song? Like, is it ASAP Ferg's uh, work remix? 
where he literally references being 36. Like, <laughs> and uh, now we're here. Yeah, now we're here. But yeah, man, really, really good song. I love. I just love the idea of like schoolboy Q being like a suburban soccer dad. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be so dope. Yeah. Like, could you could you imagine? Which makes no sense. <laughs> I I have a question for you. Could okay. you imagine a better person to hang out with at your kids' sporting events than Schoolboy Q? Oh, absolutely not, dude. It would be amazing. The best. <laughs> it would be amazing, dude. I am. Uh, I'm loving the track. I'm hoping this is you know signs of things to come. I thought. I do you have anything else to say? Like, because I know you're you're a bigger fan of him than I am. I'm I'm a fan of school like you. Really am, but No, yeah, I um I had a hard school for Q phase. I I got my butt beat because of school for Q for my parents. That's funny. But um I've been riding with him for a very long time. I'm excited. I love all of his music. I've been addicted to Oxymoron for I don't know how long. Yeah. That came off wrong. I'm not addicted Oxymoron to is like it's interesting cuz like I think Oxymoron is, like, a really good one to put, like, is this a classic? Because, like, you know, in terms of just how many times I've gone back and how good the songs are on, like, an individual level, yes, I would say it's a classic. But I feel like a lot of classics are, like, greater than the sums of its parts, and I think, like, there's a genuine question, is Oxymoron there? And I think that's an interesting discussion, you know, because it's, it's an undeniably filled with great music. It's an undeniably great album. And I would not bat an eye at someone who said that they thought it was. Yeah, I was going to say, that this is definitely going to be one of the albums that we do yeah. a deeper dive on. Because yeah. there's so much to cover. Yeah, it, it so is. Good. Yeah. And it's definitely the most interesting of his albums. <clears throat> uh, so, um, another favorite of ours, Action Bronson. Sub-Zero. Yeah. Dropped in a music did video. Watch, did not watch the did video, watch but it? I did listen to the song. I will say, you know how you showed me his video like last week or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Acting Crazy. Love that song. It, yes. It is literally the identical, not the identical, but it's like a it's sequel? Yeah. Almost. But, yeah, because I was getting Acting Crazy vibes like, from the. Crazy editing and like uh, uh, green screening effects and all this other stuff. Oh, I'm so, going to watch um, it. Yeah. No, yeah, I love Action Bronson. Really Going back, I don't think he's ever been like one of my favorite rappers, but consistently one I enjoy. The only reason I know of him is because of the song with Chance way back. Yeah. Which eventually led me into his career. Yeah. And I, I will say what I have heard is really, really good, but like I've never really gone back and listened to him. I would say that. I got into him earlier. I got into him when he was, uh, he did the song with ASAP Rocky. He did the one train. He's on one train. Oh, okay. Yeah, which has everybody on it. It's like the one that has, like, it l- literally has Kendrick Lamar. The world. Uh, I think Schoolboy Q's on it. Uh, Yellow Wolf, Danny Brown, Big Crit, Action Bronson. Like, Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Big Crit. Yeah. Danny Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking with the song. <laughs> fucking with the song. <laughs> <laughs> and Fair enough. Yeah. Open up. Uh, hey, this is one for the big homies. This is a yeah. point up. For yeah. The big homies that just want to go to the beach. Dude, yeah, I just want to go to the beach and hang out with, with my beard. Yo, do you ever watch like his cooking stuff on YouTube? He does cooking stuff? 
So here's the thing that's interesting about Action Bronson, and it's the reason why he... I genuinely feel like it's the reason why he's not, like, a bigger name, is that he has been pretty much on record as saying, like, rap is his silver medal, because his love in life is always cooking. Wow. Yeah, he works as a chef, which is crazy, because, like, I would say the thing I know about Action Bronson is, like, the thing I really remember was, because a lot of people say he sounds a lot like Red Man or Method Man or one of the guys from Wu-Tang. And I remember when he first started blowing up, the guy from Wu-Tang was like, no, no, this guy's really, really fucking good. And, like, he really just does talk like that. Like, that's just his voice. He's, he's from New York. Like, into the dude. I, I'm going to be looking into that. Yeah. Because I had no idea. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah, he, he's a cool dude. So, we got a... Uh, but, uh... Speaking of, like, posse tracks... We got a pretty interesting couple of releases. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you, I, I, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a pretty big fan of Big Crit. No, I had no <laughs> idea, man. Yeah. It's not like we did a whole, a whole uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also, um, even much less nowadays, but I, I also have at times been a huge Wiz Khalifa fan. Okay, I'm, that's actually, I'm very curious about this. So, yeah. let's just say what we're talking about. The song Ain't No oh, Fun, fun. by yeah. Khalifa features Big Craig, Smoke, Dizza, and Girl Talk. Yeah. The music video is basically them just in a house party. It's a very simple video. It's nothing too complex. Yeah. But the song is very good. I love the song, yeah. And this is their second song, and I think their first one's actually better. Really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know there was a first song. Yeah, this is the, the second single they released for the album that comes out, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, no. It, Maybe it, that's the Wiz Khalifa album that I keep looking Yeah, I at. think that's the one you were trying to find. Jesus. Let yeah. me find a name for that. But um, anyway, but yeah. I was actually going to say, because I didn't know you liked Wiz Khalifa that much. I was going to say, can you name five songs? Oh, I, I absolutely asked myself that, and I honestly didn't know if I could name five songs. Oh, no, I... Uh, I could probably name five songs pretty easy. Uh, what would be the five songs? Then? Black and Yellow, Cushion OJ, Work Hard, Play Hard, Fly Solo, Rooftops. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, you proved me wrong. Yeah. It's, kind, it's kind of funny because uh, when we get to our main topic, a Wiz Khalifa and Schoolboy Q tie into it for me. That's actually... I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about that instantly earlier when we was talking about school and he was like, like wanted to hold off. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fan of Wiz. I just think Wiz Khalifa fell off like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I've always liked the dude. Like even though I think he just wasn't doing as great of work creatively, like I always thought he was like a cool dude. And yeah, so these songs have been the best Wiz Khalifa songs ever in a long time. And my big takeaway is I remember us talking about on our podcast about Big Crit's latest album that we wanted him to get back to more hip-hop songs. I just didn't think it'd be so quick. <laughs> yeah, that and, is true. Yeah, and the other thing I'm curious about is, and I'm sure I could look it up like literally right now, but I want to know who's doing production on these. Because I know Big Crit mostly produces his own stuff. And I think he's as talented as a producer as, as he is a rapper. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I yeah. really don't know. One second. I'm going to look it up right now. But yeah. I'm glad you like this because I thought, yeah, I thought it was really, really fun, but I didn't think you would like it. I got to keep it real. <laughs> no, I mean, it, like, it was decent what I was, what I was listening to. 
Um, of course, it's not like you know what my like first choice of music kind of vibe is. Yeah, definitely. Regardless, it's still still pretty good. Yeah, gotta be in the mood. No, I feel that. I feel that for sure. We got probably the best white man in the game right now, Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah, I would say he uh, pretty much has that title right now. Yeah. Today at work, I, I got egged on to give my opinion about Jack Harlow. Okay. And, like, everyone was so disappointed that my take was, like, he's good, but not great. Like, and everyone's like, <laughs> well, oh, he I really... has the media on his side right yeah. now. There's no question. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, I really like him. I'm like, that's great. I'm glad you do, because he's good. Like, because <laughs> like, he is good. Like, but I'm not going any further than that. But, like, I just, you know, I... Sorry when I get out of bed. I'm not like, ooh, let me throw on some Jack Harlow. <laughs> I have never really... I'll keep it real. I've, I've liked a lot of his songs. Like, Nail Tech, I thought was a lot of fun. The single he blew up on was a lot of fun. I think he's a cool dude. Have never thought, man, I should listen, I'm to, gonna some go listen to some Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I respect him. I respect him a lot. Oh, I think, oh, I think he he's talented. Extremely well. Oh, I think he's but, super talented. Uh, I think he is... He also realizes where, like, the most, the best fan base is women. Because uh-huh. women will let you be creative and also spend money on you. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? And, uh, he, he's doing well, and he's yeah. doing well for himself. Yeah. And, like, yeah, uh, I don't know how eager I am to just jump into this single, but I know he has an album coming out soon. And yes. I, I think I think when the album comes out, I'm going to give it, like, a full listen you know, see how I feel about him. Because I feel like that's how I really get my opinion on artists. I've already listened to a good bit of him. Yeah, I've listened to a handful of songs. Yeah, I listened to the last album he put out. You want to call it an album, Sweet Action? It's more like yeah. an EP. I thought he just put but out I, I EPs and, like, mixtapes. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, they're titled albums, but like I said, they're pretty much an EP. Oh, yeah. No, that's what they all say. I remember hearing, like, a few songs off of this. Wait, yeah. no, there's something also that dropped, that's what I'll say, yeah. back in 2020. This yeah. is a full album. Yeah, that's a full album. Okay, so this is the second album. Yeah. And then there's Sweet Action, Confetti, Loose. Yeah. I did not, like, when I first saw this kid, like, getting popular, I did not think he'd probably become, like, can I say something? Can I give a hot take? All right. I think he's, like, Drake's heir apparent. He's what? He's like Drake's heir apparent. Like, he's the guy who's going to, like, take his role. Okay. Not necessarily, like, replace Drake or, like, anything. Just I understand like, what you mean. Right. Filling that hole in With the, the same path. Yeah. Absolutely the same path. Wow. I didn't... Huh. Yeah. I, I got to sit on that one. Because he, you're not wrong, and I feel like what he's done very well... What he's done very well for himself, maybe this was a marketing type of thing... And he just did it correctly, but it's who he placed himself around. Yeah. And as you see, everyone on social media, like he said, he's finding the, fake, the same Drake role. He's hanging out with Drake constantly. Yeah. He's posting himself a little low Nas X constantly. Yeah. He has music with him. Like, he, he surrounded himself with a lot of talent. I he think he really is, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he, has a, he has a great career in front of him. You know. yeah, he just freaking worked with Kanye, even though that album, that album was real was bad. Album. Yeah, it's barely an it's album. It's not even a call it an album. Yeah. Um, he, I remember the last thing he said. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Ugh. 
Like, fuck, man. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway on this, my biggest takeaway on this is that Jack Harlow has definitely done a better job of winning over men than Drake did in his early days. Because I remember, like, when Drake first hit the scene, he was, like, hated. Like, people, like, dudes hated Drake. Really? Yeah, when he first hit the scene, 100%. He was everyone's punching bag until Take Care came out. Which is a classic. Yeah, and then maybe even after that. Like, I think people start... I know that's when I was like, oh, fuck, Drake's extremely good. But... (laughs) I... Yeah, like, he was not... A lot of, like, the... You know, the older people. Like, the people who were, like, my age, like, a lot of my friends who were, like, really into music, when I was, like, 17, 18, when he was coming out, you know, they loved him. I hung out with a lot Mm -hmm. of... Arab folks, and they all tried to be Drake, and I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm just looking now, and I'm trying to think if I can recall. Because the thing is, if you want like proof like of everyone it, everyone around me did like Drake. Yeah, but how old were you? Younger than you. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, if you want like concrete evidence, I sent you that video by FD Singafire. Great, yeah, 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 great YouTuber. Go check him out. He actually just did another one about Will Smith. That's incredible. Oh boy! Yeah, okay. he, and it's crazy because he was uh he was working on it while the whole Oscar thing happened. So it's you know it's really charged. I fucking adore it. Dude is making the best content on YouTube right now. Maybe we'll link one of his uh, videos. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw a link for that in the thing. Remember, remind me to do that. If I post this without it, I'll go back and I'll change it. Gotcha. I'll put it in the notes now. All right. Now, now, Purvis, can you do me a favor? Yes, sir. What's good? Who, who's Bia? I'm not even going to hold you to it, bro. I do not know. And I really don't. I al- tried looking Also, it up. who's this guy? Jay, I won't do this joke. Uh, <laughs> Is this a sequel to <laughs> The London? Is this a reboot of that Young Thug song? Dude, I don't know how this would uh, transition over to that, but I'll, I'm down to see it. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I don't know who B is. I, I really don't. I, I've spent a decent amount of time trying to find out who she was, but anytime I look up stuff about J. Cole right now, oh, it's a she. It's the mixtape, and it's amazing. Yes. Oh, wow. Is it like, I, I, is I don't she know who she is. Is she a rapper or is it more R&B? No, no, I'm stopping now. I'm going to listen and find her. I don't know if she is. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. She's probably an AI, an illusion. Um, Yeah, I I don't know how she's connected to J. Cole and yet a J. Cole feature. I really don't. I wish I knew who she was, but I don't. I'm not even going to lie. So I'm excited to listen to it and see what it is. She says an album is also on the way, so maybe this will be an intro to whoever she is. Yeah, no, I mean, I love, look, we, I love meeting new artists. Watch, bro, watch, this is going to happen. We're going to come back, like, next week, and we're all going to sit, we're all, we're going to sit at our computers and call each other over Discord. And we're going to be like, oh, this girl is like legit. Like, she's super famous and popular, and we just don't know who she is. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's going to blow up. We're going to... Any shreds of doubt we have are going to blow up in our face like an IED. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get to the news. So, um, there wasn't a ton. Yeah, there really wasn't. So I think the biggest one is what dropped this morning with Donald Glover doing an interview of himself for the interview magazine. Uh, did you see anything about this by chance? Uh, I saw I some... So, like, today's been a real busy day for me. The only thing I mm-hmm. saw is, like, I saw some people roasting him on Twitter for it. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't think I've seen anything like this before, but, yeah, yeah he legit interviewed himself. Well, that's the premise of the magazine. Movie. Like, the magazine does that. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Then I just found this magazine, because I had no idea. I, I was unaware. I was like, what is going on? That is literally the only thing I know about this, is that... The magazine does this thing where they like do interviews of themselves. At least I think so. Like, okay, yeah, I just learned something new. But um, at least I hadn't heard of it before. But it's pretty weird to me that that's happening. And he also released four photos that always go with these kind of um, yeah interviews. And one of them has like an underwear with canes and wings. It's it's weird really weird so maybe that's why he was getting roasted but yeah i think I there was a comment about black women i don't want to unpack right now let's see let's see yeah it was about know. yeah and he's yeah. always kind of been sussy on that topic so that is also true so i hope he didn't say anything uh too bad yeah i i have it pulled up now i'll probably read it tomorrow morning with like my morning coffee i'm such an old person god damn it yeah, I was about to say, what did you just say, bro? Dude, I have you a morning coffee, yeah. <laughs> Especially at work, because it's like they have a full coffee bar and it's free, so it's like, fuck yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Would you... Do you drink coffee? I don't really drink coffee, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, but if you had an access to a Starbucks and it cost you literally nothing, would you start drinking coffee? Yeah. Good. I'm glad I'm on the same page, because some people think I'm crazy. <laughs> like... No, yeah, I'll probably at least something. I would just yeah. try something. Dude, I've, I've, I know it sounds, I know it's like you know very passe, but I love a good latte. Fair enough. Yeah, dude, it's delicious. Yeah, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> it, it's delicious gets me through the day. Perfect. A good, a good oat milk latte goes great with some right. rap music. <laughs> uh, yeah, I drink two of those a day. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> But that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much all. That's pretty much it, except for that Schoolboy Q Tiger Woods Nike commercial, which you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always cool to see brands do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch the whole video. That when this, I think I brought it up earlier when I was talking about him being like forty, but like, no, he literally is like, he's got the whole persona and everything. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be the whole theme of the next album, and this. Even though obviously this is like a legit brand marketing thing for Nike, like it's obviously has nothing to promote with music, but it would line up perfectly with like the soccer dad single that just came out. Yeah, no, it really is like, it really does like pull that whole aesthetic. And it is interesting, like how you see a lot of artists like starting to weave the aesthetics of their albums in, like across different platforms and different things. Like, my best, like, the best example is this week, something I listened to a bunch on YouTube was all, the, like, the earlier versions of Hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. You notice that there's, like, at the end of the final version that has the weekend on it, 
there's like a little refrain he does where he talks about the dawn. And like that's not in the earlier versions. Everything else he does were in the previous versions, but not that. And it leads me to believe that that had to be like some kind of hit towards Dawn FM. And I think like, oh, this guy went on Donda <laughs> and <laughs> in a very organic way, weaved in something to promote his next project. How sick is that? Like, that's actually really dope. So yeah, I, I think that's cool how artists are starting to do that. I just hope it doesn't get played out because I think it could. I was gonna say, even now you see it way more often than you used to. Oh yeah. Um, basically, uh, all of the artists are in multiple industries now. It's not just like you're in the music industry. It's it's all about it's all about the multi hyphenate. That's why someone like Donald Glover is just so successful because like he can just do all of it. All right, are we ready to dive into this one? Yes, sir. This is a uh, a good one. All right, man. So tonight we're going to be talking about the legacy of Mac Miller, uh, undeniably one of the chief voices of my generation. Yeah, I, I would say everything about Mac Miller is just perfect. The way his career transitioned with us, I think, is amazing. Yeah. That, and we get to le- legitimately grow up with Mac Miller. It is, it is an interesting come up. Do we want to start at the beginning? Because I'm very curious about your first memory. Like, when was the first time you heard Mac Miller? Yeah. Um, I would say one of the first times I heard Mac Miller. Miller. I've mentioned before, like, on the podcast, I didn't really have much in terms of portable music players. But the first thing that I owned was that, like, held music and played music was a PlayStation Portable. Believe it or not, it was a PSP that was handed down to me. Oh, wow. And, yeah. (laughs) And in the beginning... It used to only be gospel music because my parents would monitor it. But once someone actually taught me how to like use music and download it, I would say Mac Miller was probably one of the first or first five people I would add and like actually listen to all, all this music. Because at least for me and my age, Mac Miller has always been a couple of years forward. And so I was able to grow up where it was like, this is the person I want to be once I get there. And that consistently happened throughout his career. Oh, that's interesting. I would... It's super dope when I was thinking about it the other day. And I was like, when I was in middle school, I listened to Mac Miller to think this is what I'm going to be like in high school. This is who I want to be like, to be like cool or whatever in high school. When you get to high school, it's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do in college because you're listening to him. And like, it just kind of transitions. And like, it's insane how you can listen to this type of music, hear how it develops and changes throughout his careers appropriately to his actual experiences. And then you live those experiences like, man, he was like really serious when he was like 23 and saying, oh, I was doing whatever. Yeah. In college. Like, it, it just lines up very well. And that's why I feel like I have such a close tie to him. So, like, what was that first music that you were listening to? Uh, I think one of the first things I was listening to was the kids' mixtape. Um, that was me, like, literally, like, not a baby, but <laughs> musically, like, I was a baby. And, it was like the person like, oh, I want to grow up and be like him. Like, I honestly don't know anything about him, like what he does throughout his like actual life. Yeah. Like, back then, it was MySpace. I didn't have a MySpace. Yeah. But in terms of music, it's like, oh, like this is really dope music. This is what I want to be. That's so fucking interesting because Mac Miller was born the same year I was. Right. So you have a very different. Yeah. And it's of- very interesting because like my my best friend was born in December. Jeff was born in December. And I'm born in May. So he's December 91. I was May 92. We were in the same year. 
And it's crazy, like, Mac Miller comes out, and he's, like, younger than Jeff, and older, but, like, older than me. It's interesting. Like, I always thought, like, oh, he's, like, what I could have been if I was, like, different. Because, like, by the time, because he started putting out music, like, the summer I left high school. And, because it was, like, 2010. I found him really, really early for the silliest reason. Because a friend of mine was, like, yo... There's this rapper who has a song and it samples fireflies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's the song, it's one of the songs on kids. Yeah. And I just heard that. I'm like, oh, this is really, really good. And then it's like, oh, no, this guy's like actually like an artist. Like he's not just a guy doing like a, a bit on YouTube. <laughs> like he's legit. Yeah, he's right. actually making music. So after that, I've already started like listening to him and everything and it was from that when kids came out it was in the run-up to kids that i got in when kids came out that's when i learned how to use dat pits and from there on man he was oh, like yeah, i was about to say he, he was my favorite artist for years at that point like i remember being up at midnight watching dat piff crash trying to download the dat pit uh the big day not the big mm-hmm. day Best day ever. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Extremely. Well, actually, yeah, very similar. Very similar title. Well, I, I guess I should ask then, since you grew up with them, basically, what are your favorite tracks, your favorite albums? Because you get to hear it at the moment. Yeah. My, I think my favorite album of his, because I thought about it. I had this conversation with a friend of mine today, because his favorite artist is Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. And shout out, Patrick. So we were talking, and I'm like, my favorite is absolutely watching movies with the sound off. Okay. I feel like, oh yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that before. Yeah, watching movies with the sound off is definitely my favorite of his project. Uh, I like... Does it have your, one of your favorite songs? Um, you know, it's hard to say, because I think, I think so. Like, I think Objects in the Mirror is probably my favorite Mac Miller song. But mm-hmm. I also really like... Loud off Macadelic. Macadelic is probably. Oh, I was about to say Loud is so good. Yeah, uh, a lot of the songs off Blue Side Park, his first album. Something I want to get to is I actually don't think everything Mac has done has aged great. You okay. know what I mean? Which is fine. Like that's part of growing. Literally, and that's and it shows in his career. And what's, like... and what's really interesting about Mac is like not all of his old stuff has aged poorly. So he had a first mixtape before before kids, but I don't remember the name of it, and it it's not. It, I remember going back and listening to it like during the pandemic. It was just very like try hard, very much like this guy wants to be Wiz Khalifa. Like I don't think it ages very well, but kids I think does one hundred percent. Yes, I, I think kids like to this day like definitely like oh this is some really dope shit. And Best Day Ever, I think, is, you know, I, I think all these projects are good. I just think th- some of them, you could tell that he had yet to mature and he was maybe chasing trends like a little bit. And to be fair, at his age and where he was at, he's that, 18. His yeah. Career, like, it, it makes sense. Like, it's 18. And that's kind of what I was saying. Like, his experiences at, carry with him. And, like, let's not undersell, like, how absolutely popular he was because he was a huge crossover act, which is. I, Probably the thing I respect about Mac Miller the most is not necessarily like his his music, which is incredible, but also fucking 
just how well he he evolved and swam through the culture, right? But, you know, when he was first blowing up, he was, like, one of the first, 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 like, big crossover hip-hop acts. Like, I remember listening to an interview with him where he would do a bunch of college tours, and a bunch of colleges were like, yeah, you're the first hip-hop act we ever booked. It's very humbling. Yeah, that's humbling. And, what's, and the thing I respect about him so much is that he did not... I think a lesser man would have heard that, and it would have gone to his head. But his response was almost like shock and horror. Because he's like, there are so many great rappers, why am I the first? Like, mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty clear that, as incredible as an artist Mac was, he was very palatable to like white audiences. Yeah, you know, that's and, true. And I, I think that's the reason. And the fact that that kind of horrified him, and he was very open about not liking that, that's something I completely respect. Now, what about I mean, you? Like, you know, what? Yeah, no, and that's something we can talk about because I, I think his transition is very, very... I think it's interesting because you have, like, right around the time that, like, uh, Blue Side Park came out, you could feel that he started the transition. And he started yes. to make much, much more serious music. And, like, there's, like, a hard pivot, and then there's, like, a gradual maturation that eventually peaks with swimming in circle. Yeah. And, I was actually going to say yeah, what I was thinking definitely aligns with that. Because yeah. for me, like, I was always listening to Mac Miller, like, catching up. Like, you guys listen to it as it dropped, but, like, for me, it was going back to finally listen to him. Like, I would listen to one of his mixtapes two, maybe three years after it actually came out or something like that. So... For me, it was easier to analyze it as an after effect and like categorize it. And like you said, it is a very clear cut. Like once you reach watching movies with the sound off, like I consider it's two different careers. Like he has almost right. It's almost like a college frat boy. Like you said, he wasn't taken seriously. Yeah. And then there's like a pivot to like this. This is like an insightful, like thoughtful person. Like his experiences are valid and, like, tell a much deeper meaning that shows off in his, like, character and his attitude. Yeah, 100%. And that I think, like, his character is exactly, like, why I think he was so endeared to people. Also, if we're talking about favorite tracks, self-care. Yes. I love yes. self-care. I don't know if it's, like, a, the, the highest energy vibe song or the lowest energy hype song. Who's to say? <laughs> but am I right? Like, <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one of the two. God, I'm gonna also. That's immediately stuck in my head now. <laughs> I was gonna say also to add on to that song and why that song is so dope because I know you know this. He makes a reference to Pulp Fiction, or not Pulp Fiction. He makes a reference to Kill Bill. Yeah. In the actual music video, so good, dude. Incredible. So, good. so do you have like a favorite? album from a favorite album or favorite track from like the first half and then a favorite album and track from the second half yes so from the first half i would probably do best day ever just because i heard it so much and best day ever was on the same how should i say it? maybe not as strong or on the same high as a level but it had the same impact to me as something as like day and night like, those low-key songs that just kind of stay with you. Yeah. 
song. It's more of a comforting song, if anything. It's not a hype song. It's a remembrance song. Like it, it's it it holds itself to a core memory. Um, so I would say that would probably be from the first. I, I really like that answer. That's a really good answer. Yeah, and then the second half, I was really, really good, or really, really into Good AM. Um, don't ask me why. I just was. I think the entire album is really good. I don't want to say the song Weekend because that's like the insanely overly played one. But probably, I would say Perfect Circle, Godspeed is so good. It's like one of the low-key songs. It's two songs in one. I love it. Wow. All right. I would say, because I want to do this too, because this is fun. I would say (laughs) first half of his career, favorite album is probably Kids. Okay. And my favorite track on that is, man, it is hard to say, because once again, <laughs> Kids, I think, holds up really, really well. It has a few, like, really, really sugary sweet, like, pop songs, like Knock Knock and uh, Don't Mind If I Do, but I think, oh, it's Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. That's, an, that, that's all it is. So that's Kool-Aid good. and Frozen Pizza. Never mind. So that's good. what it is. It's not hard at all. Uh, <laughs> and for the second half of his career... I'm going to cut it between my favorite album is definitely watching movies with the sound off. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it is <laughs> no, no, definitely. Oh, red dot music. Holy shit. That's a great song with action. Bronson. There you go. Yeah. Back up. The divine Bring feminine dang with Anderson pack. That's an extremely good song. Divine Feminine is probably my second favorite of his in the second half of his career. I think like this I think the one that just didn't stick for me, like the one that kind of took the momentum out, if anything, was kind of good AM. Which is crazy, really? I know. Because like I go back, I listen to it now and I'm like, why did this happen? But like <laughs> I think like it was just at the time, like my I was enamored with other artists. Like my I was gonna my, say to be fair. Go ahead. Yeah, just because like you know, you burn really hot on an artist for a little bit, and then they just become, like, part of your repertoire. And it was just by the time, like, Mac Miller came out, like, I wasn't exactly fucking with that album. And at the time it came out, I have gone back and re-listened to it over the last few years, and it's, like, a really great song. Like, a really great album. 100 Grandkids. Incredible song. Yes. Yes, it is. But I think that just kind of took the, the wind out of my sails a little bit. But obviously, like, going back, like, shit's fucking incredible. I mean, it, it makes sense, I would say, at least looking at one of your favorites, the watching moves with the sound off, and then jumping to the Divine Feminine and the rest of the albums, that one probably stands out the most, I would say. It, it's definitely, yeah. Different. Not in a bad way or anything. No, no, but not in a bad way. And I... Yeah, I think it's definitely important that if there's any artist that, like, when we talk about different but not in a bad way, I think it's Mac Miller because the dude is all <laughs> over the place. But, like, once right. again, not in a bad way. Like, I just saw he was very hungry to explore, like, just, like, hungry different to explore different creative, like, creative outlets. And I fuck with yeah. that heavy. And the thing is, he did it and did it very well, which does not happen often. Yeah. And only a very slight few have such a hard pivot I, I, the only people that come to mind that have hard pivots like this are, are is of course, Kanye. Um, Kanye has, has multiple a few. pivots. Yeah, multiple right? pivots. Right. 
Um, Tyler, the creator, has an insane pivot and does phenomenal in both parts of his career. Yeah. I got a couple in my I'll say those two. Okay, let's hear yours. Uh, the weekend. Okay. You could definitely. There is definitely a pivot after Starboy. Where it kind of turns more cinematic, more pop, more bringing in mm-hmm. that '80s sounds. And the sure. other one is Childish Gambino. I was. I lowkey was thinking him. Yeah. Just, his career isn't that long. He he just isn't as prolific as the other ones, but and it, it's certainly a lot. I think Max and Tyler specifically are like the most obvious. Yeah. Uh, but I think Ch- Childish is more like maybe less in terms of like aesthetics and more in terms of just quality. Okay. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you know, with Tyler and Mac, like I definitely prefer the music in their later half of their career. The, especially with Mac, like the earlier stuff is not bad by any stretch. It just gets better. You know, mm-hmm. I don't exactly fuck with a lot of early Tyler stuff, but it's not bad. Whereas, like, I think, like, a lot of the early, early childish stuff is, like, not, does not, is not good. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But, so, let me, let me ask, you've never really followed, like, ha- have you ever seen, like, the really famous, like, interview he had with Vince Staples? I think, I don't believe so. So he had, like, this really, really interesting interview with, with, or conversation, I guess, with Vince Staples, and that's where he really broke down, like, not breakdown as in, like, an emotional breakdown, but where he really, like, goes over, because I think this was around the time that, like, I don't know, a few, a year or two before he died, and he's reflecting on the early parts of his career, and he talks about, like, all the stuff he talked about, you know, not really liking how he was viewed as, like, this safe white alternative to hip hop where like he really saw himself as like being someone relevant and respectful of hip hop. And as far as like, cause like that conversation about like, can white rappers be relevant and respectful of hip hop? I think Mac Miller's as good of an example as you're going to get, you know, save maybe LP, but I, I think it's interesting. You know, I, I think it's interesting how a lot of his career growth was not by maturation, like Tyler the Creator, but like self, like conscious self-expression, right? Like we talk about how he started making different, different albums, but he did that because he kind of wanted to shake the fan base he had gotten with the first ones. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I don't think, I don't know anyone who was like, I know plenty of people who were not super into like Max later stuff and kind of fell off him when he wasn't the hot new thing anymore. But I don't know anyone who like turned on him. You know what I mean? I don't know anyone who like listened to his later stuff and like were like, oh no, this stuff sucks. It was just like, you know, a lot less of their, their musical bandwidth, yeah. if that makes sense. I was going to say, yeah, 100%. And. It's interesting that you say, like, no one, like, really turned away from him. Because I was actually going to mention, in terms of artists that I know, in my opinion, Mac Miller is probably one of the most well-liked person in the industry. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I I was just going to ask you, in terms of, like, just his influence, what do you place him at, like? Influence? I think the dude is... I think the dude is hugely influential, but I also think like it is, ext- 
it's also very hard to say because I think it's too re- it's too soon to really really see it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, like if we're looking at like a very like diehard like kind of like objective example, like look at someone like Kevin Abstract. Not just because his music really calls back to Mac Miller, and if you look at a lot of his stuff like pre Brockhampton, especially like All American Boyfriend, it really does have strong Mac Miller influences. But, like, also, Mac Miller was the first person to take him on tour. So that's, like, a more right. hard... That's that. a hard and fat... Like, that's a endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's... Mac, <laughs> that's literally... Yeah, that's a literal endorsement from the guy. So, but as so, far as yeah. his influence, I think, I think all... A lot of, like, the younger rappers who I think are coming out and they want to see... You know, they want to combine all these different, like, eclectic sounds into something that is very, I don't want to use the phrase like likable because I don't want it to seem vapid, but just very likable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Brockhampton. Yeah. Think about how many different genres go into Brockhampton, but it's also just like a very, very easy like music to listen to and really easy to enjoy. And I think yeah. like that's the quality that Mac Miller is going to have on people. It's going to invite people to make this very approachable, enjoyable music without having to fear, like, not utilizing your creativity. You know, you don't have to choose. You don't have to choose between being one of the most creative artists and one of the most well-liked artists. You can be both. And I think that's the thing Mac Miller, like, proves. That's his legacy. I think that's very well-spoken. Uh, that's a great way to put it. And I was thinking along the exact same lines because you can already see how impactful he's been to so many individuals to truly be themselves. I would consider, like, when you think of people like Mac Miller as an artist, it's obviously the music comes first. But to, like, a lot of individuals in the industry just, like, who knew him personally or just in his fan base, like, he's almost a guidance counselor. Yeah. Um, He does a really good job at focusing on people and how they feel and really putting value to an individual's thoughts because he had to, like you said, he had to prove himself and he expresses himself so well um, without fearing of like pushback or anything like that. And it's just a very lovable, likable person. And his impact has improved so many other artists' careers, if not like professionally, just like, Personally, they're just like happiness, like the joy you can bring in having friendship. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like we're talking about, because it is interesting, because Mac Miller is like almost a poster boy for artists who came up on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, can you think of someone who launched like a, a like an artistically successful career on social media before Mac Miller? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's hard, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, because that's the thing. I I think that's like another part of his legacy, you know. And in that regard, I think like he has been hugely influential on people like Chance the Rapper, who took like that and did it to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. But and, and it's interesting because he he was on all these different platforms. He was on Twitter. He was on Vine. I don't know if you remember his vines with Schoolboy Q. 
but they were cinematic oh, cinematic masterpieces. <laughs> and their banter on Twitter, the greatest thing of all time. I miss that's it. That's the friendship you want to have. I, like, that's that's our, that, first off, that's our friendship. Second off. Yes, my, that is also true. <laughs> my favorite one is like when Mac Miller is telling people that if they actually like Schoolboy Q's album, it's because he wrote it. And Schoolboy Q is like, <laughs> oh, so you admit to saying the N word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do remember yeah. that. And like videos of them like messing around and hanging out. Dude, like, they were, it's, it's dude, they were the Troy and Abed of hip hop. Like, I don't think. Wow, they, they were yeah. the, the best wow. friends of hip hop. Like, wow, literally the Troy and Abed of hip hop. Yeah, like they were the great ones, you know. And it is interesting because, like, he was especially other ones, like in other capacities, he was known for just like his impact on people around him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I just think that's amazing how how amazing. Or not yeah. to repeat myself, but it, it's really dope to see an artist make a bigger impact through friendship and connections. Yeah, um, because it, it it takes you out of the music aspect. You kind of forget these people are human. Yeah, what I understand. You see all these great friendships, him and with Khalifa, him and Schoolboy Q, yeah, him and El Sweatshirt. Like, there, there's so many people, yeah, him and Vince Staples, that were truly, yeah, affected by it. 100, yeah, exactly. And even even going a step further, and that's another topic I want to bring up eventually. Um, his relationship with Ariana Grande, yeah, I mean, like, it was like, all over the place. I don't even know where to start, yeah, yeah, and, say, I don't even know where to start. You know, you know me. Like I'm just someone who is very disconnected from that side of this culture. But even I couldn't mm. avoid it. Yeah, and they, they were an amazing couple for each other. They truly supported each other. Yeah, and it's very rare that you see uh, people in the industry, celebrities, date each other, and it actually works. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, and I can name countless people where it doesn't. Yeah, exactly, including like previous or not previous but people have dated ariana grande like mm-hmm. you know say her herself yeah but it's it, once again like i think it's interesting i think it's interesting how like it, it almost felt like maybe even like to a bad degree he, he was completely exhumed in the culture mm-hmm. you know so, I gotta be honest, I just don't have much to say on that aspect. So, like, if you do, great. I just, I know I... The, the one thing I that respect I say, Ariana Grande as an artist, I think she's extre- extremely talented. Right. The, the, the one thing I would say, at least in terms of her impact on his musical career that I want to, like, kind of brush over, is just the entire album, The Divine Feminine. Yeah, that's um, true. It was all inspired by her. Yeah. I was gonna say it, yeah. Okay, that's a and that's an extremely that good point. A big part, yeah. It's a big part of his discography, and it's also like just, it, I feel like it was one of his true like R and B love like kind of albums. If it was the closest thing you could make one, it's an extremely good album, man. That is an extremely yes. good album. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, bro. Yeah, dude, and it, it also it, it handles with a this reverence for femininity that you just don't see and it's bold and that's interesting and i love it mm-hmm. so yeah I, I guess i overlook that and it's kind of crazy because like if you look especially like his last four albums 
Divine Feminine is clearly my favorite, but it's also the one I forget all the time, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, this one, it, it's about an hour long. It's 10 songs. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of deeper songs. Yeah. So it may not, like, click in the yeah. front of your head all the time. There, yeah, they're not, two, they're two not songs banging the whip songs. Right. <laughs> like, these are sit down, like, this, this is the album that I would listen to after listening to Blind, for example. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, bro. Yes. Yeah, that's 100 true. God, I'm gonna re-listen to this tonight. Oh, they have the masters on title. Bet that's what I'm doing. Oh, you're lying. Did they have the masters for like all of his music? That's who I haven't listened to. Yeah, wow. circles, swimming, divine feminine, good AM, colors yeah. and shapes. That's gonna be this weekend. It's funny, one of my one of my friends is probably the biggest Mac Miller fan I've ever seen. And Faces. I'm pretty sure he has a tag too. What happened? Faces? Oh, and Faces is a master too. He has like a tattoo, I'm pretty sure, of Mac Miller. He he once said he would die if he could give Mac Miller like a second chance at life. Um so he is a big fan. And um I I know he he uh asked me about all the albums that was entitled. So yeah. How did I forget about this? Yeah. Man, it's really hard to reflect upon his death and not see how that's going to impact his legacy. And just like, okay. do you think like he's enshrined? Like, do you think like just like the fact that he went out so tragically and so early after having just such a impactful career? I think he is beloved now, but we're, like, there's no way he gets less beloved. Yeah, That's I literally impossible. So yeah. the only question is, like, do you think there's going to become a time when we call it, like, we talk about him, like, in an all-timer? Would hope so. Um, it's hard to say. It. I feel like if it's handled correctly going forward by its estate, then I think he will go down as one of the greats, or at least deserve to be. I would say that. Yeah. Um, uh, that, and that's kind of one of the topics that I wanted to break down as well. Yeah. How his estate handled it very, very, like, well. Yeah, uh, I would say. A lot of people out there, like, it happened in Juice World a little bit. It's not as bad. Yeah. And then XXX and Tashio, like, it is terrible. Yeah. Like, the way they handled their music after they died. Yeah. And, yeah, let's talk about this, and then we can talk about, like, the wave of young artists dying. So, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think I remember hearing that Mac Miller's mom said that they're not putting out any more albums after Circles. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that I, true, I think, like, I, it, I honestly am happy. I, I don't think, maybe short of like someone like Mac's mom or Ariana writing a book about him, I don't think we get like anything else about Mac Miller, which is why I think his legacy is so interesting. Because that's not how it usually happens. I think he's almost like set in stone. Well, not necessarily because Which like, is good. Because culture is fluid and it can change even if he does it. But I think his impact on it is as set in stone, you know, as much as it can be. Yeah. Uh, I, I do agree with that. And, you know, I think another artist who, so far, who has been treated pretty respectfully posthumously. It was a pop smoke. I have to think about that. Well, I, so far it's been okay. Yeah, they've came close. Yeah, a few of the features, but 
I think more along the lines of knowing how far along that first album that came, like I think it was the only album they've dropped post posthumously. Like knowing how close to done that was, I do feel at that point it is the respectful thing to finish it. Like that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. I think there's. I think it's different to like what's going on with XXX, where people are just like yeah, scraping just for everything to be able to attach themselves to that. Now, first off, I'll be honest. I, I I do not get the the love for XXX. So we've actually discussed this before recently Did because we? I didn't realize. I think the the album question mark, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It is number one, like, stream hip-hop album. It, like, it just passed Drake's. So I, I, don't, I don't understand how the fan base is still so insanely strong. Yeah, I, I don't get like, it. I, I, First I off, do like, like him. Man. I, I, I just don't. Like, there's a handful of songs that I liked. But for the most part, I thought he was not very interesting. Right? Like... The only thing I could say is that I think he was bringing in maybe energies and vibes from other genres of music into hip-hop successfully in a way that other artists aren't. Specifically, like, like the raw anger and aggression of, like, punk music, which I know he had always said was, like, a huge influence on him. But I just don't think it's very good, man. <laughs> it's like, the, when I would listen to it, I'm like, oh, I can listen to either better hip-hop or, like, a better example of this. I think it's one thing when an artist... What would you say would be a better answer? I'm huh? curious. What would you say would be better? I'm curious. What do you mean better? Or like a better example. What do you mean like a better... A better example of what? Of XXX. You're saying like there's better examples of this. Oh, like Ski Mask? Okay. okay. Denzel Curry, that South Florida sound, absolutely better examples. And if you want like that really hard thing, go listen to some Black Flag. Go listen to some fucking... I don't know, Fugazi, or, like, any of those, like, artists that he was... It's hard to say... I don't want... I don't like to use the phrase ripping off, because... First off, like, people do rip people off, and XXX wasn't ripping people off, but he was wearing his influence on his sleeve, Mm -hmm. and I don't think he was called out for it as much, because I, I don't know how familiar his target audience was with punk music. You know what I mean? Okay. And I was gonna say... That that part makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. And because in my opinion, I was gonna say I feel like it. Honestly, I I truly feel like he's one of a kind, and I think he did bring in the right. He's a one of a kind combination. Right demographic but, to listen to his music. Sure, but I I, I just don't. like for his crowd. His crowd is typically a, a more depressing, more dark side of characteristics very very like very emo right but if and if we're talking about people who died young and had posthumous records if i'm going to listen to emo rap i want to listen to little peep you know like i I thought he did it way 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 better and i don't even think his stuff was particularly good i just think it was promising you know i don't know the only thing is that little peep is not like little peep i think the difference is like little peep is very much like much closer to like sounding like actual like emo music, than, okay, uh, but I just think he did it better, and like I just don't think he's unique. 
And the other thing is, like, when a shitty human being makes really, really good art, like, it's hard, yeah, but I do thing. think, yeah. I do think you can separate those things. My official position is that as long as you acknowledge what, what the shitty person is doing and why it's bad, then there's nothing wrong with loving the work they make, no matter what it is. But okay. when their work is, in my opinion, not that good, that be- it becomes much harder to separate art from artists. Okay. You know, and I, 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 I think that's a, I think that's a thing that we just don't talk about. Like, I think it's easier to separate the art from the artist when it's someone who's doing something interesting, or if we're keeping it real, just someone you like. And I was low key when you were speaking about that one person. I would say is somewhat similar in the same category. At least for me, it would be Kanye. Like, I do not like a lot of things that Kanye you does. Know, like, and I feel like he causes a lot of negative attention around himself. At least. Publicity wise, but regardless, at the end of the day, if he's making exceptional music, I'm going to listen to. Well, no. Here's here's the thing. I kind of want to push back on that because I actually think that's I actually don't like that comparison, right? Because I agree that Kanye does a lot of negative things. I think he does a lot of stupid things. I think he does a lot of bad things. I think he does a lot of harmful things. Mm, I think he has done some harmful things, right? But okay. I don't think anything Kanye did is in the same league as beating up a pregnant. Oh, yes. I don't think it's the same league. I don't think it's the same division. I don't think it's the same fucking sport. And I think specifically with Kanye, I think people are really, really quick to put him in with a lot of people who are just not comparable. Look, I'm a huge fan of Michael Jackson, but comparing the bad things, the bad things Kanye done has done do not compare to the bad things Michael Jackson has done. You know, so I just remember seeing some people who I think are pretty culturally out of touch say shit like, oh, I get why people like Michael Jackson because they came up with it. But, you know, because you grow up with it, you love it, and then it's hard to separate. But, like, why would you support Kanye? And it's like, Kanye wore a red hat and voiced support for a bad president. Michael Jackson did did some awful fucking shit and if you can't see that you're a sh- you need to go work some shit out like <laughs> or well, <laughs> no, real talk you might be, you might be a little bit fucking racist like so <laughs> that's that's my po- point back it's like yeah does Kanye do a lot of very negative very stupid and bad shit yeah but let's not compare him with people who assault people people who assault pregnant women people who attract you know who prey on children he's not in the same regard and it's fucked up that people are so eager to put him there. I guess that's true. Sorry that for my rant true. about Kanye, people, but that's something I <laughs> legitimately can't wrap my mind around. Like, it's okay to not like the dude. He's very unlikable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, there's another artist I know is near and dear to your heart who passed very similarly to Mac Miller. It does kind of seem like you can kind of, like, divide this epidemic of just, like, young artists passing away too too soon you can divide it into like people who have died of drug overdoses like mac and juice world and peep and people who have died of violence which is xxx pop smoke you know king vaughn so i I say let's let's focus on the 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 hard drug side because i think that's something you know i've had experiences that in my personal life I feel a little bit more comfortable discussing that. So, 
do you see a through line between like these people's work, especially in like their final days? As morbid as that sounds. No, I mean, but but in reality, it is important to kind of highlight that it was during their final days because they they are dying due to drug overdoses and drug related incidents. And so, with that being said, it was their later days, and the drugs did influence their later music. I think there is a direct connection to the people that you mentioned that are on like the the hundred drugs and how their music comes out and relates. Luckily enough for Mac Miller, it came out relatively positive in my opinion because he was coming out on the later end of addiction, it seemed. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the, what really sucks about that. Well, that's the thing, like, because I, I lost my, my older brother to a heroin overdose, very similar to Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's when it happens. It happens when you're mostly clean. Because, you know, heroin's very potent, especially because, like, I don't know if fentanyl was involved. It was involved in my personal life. But, like, you're used to, like, a certain amount from when you're an addict, and that amount will kill you when you're clean. And, oh, yeah. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, because heroin, the, 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 the danger of heroin is that it's cheap, and you build up a tolerance really, really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And yeah, that's just, that's the, the way of it. And that's why when it happened, it really, really hit me emotionally. And correct me if I'm wrong, we were in the same place. Like, we, yeah, were, we were together sure when we were. found out about it. And like, yeah. I don't even mean we were both in the blue store. I think you were like next to me when our phones were blowing up. <laughs> right. You know, and so. I, it was very, very, very heartbreaking. It was, it, Probably the most heartbreaking celebrity death in my in my adult life. Maybe I, there was one celebrity death where I cried, and I don't think I cried over Mac. As I reflect on it, like the other one was Leonard Nimoy. He was the guy who played Spock in the original Star Trek. Uh, so when he passed, I was very emotional. And but Mac is the one who I just find myself like literally like in my room at night, being like, "Fuck, man, it sucks that we lost Mac Miller." Yep, I would say him and Kobe are the two biggest deaths of my life so far. Oh my God, Kobe too! Like, yeah, yeah, like those Jesus two Christ. are. And the talk about a tragedy, stuff. right? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's. But I think, I think the thing that that does, that does give me some respite, you know, because we definitely think about death extremely differently. I think we can both mm-hmm. agree having that final circles come out to kind of close the book on it. It felt right. Would you agree? I do agree completely. You know? Like that's what I said. And if I am doing my research correct, he was pretty much already done with circles already before he had passed away. And it just needed some, you know, some final touches to make it um, able to go public and post. And I, I just feel like that last album, or the last two albums, Swimming in Circles, was a perfect, like, close to his career. Of course, you don't want it to career, or you don't want his career to end, but it was a perfect ending. And like you said, where you're, you, you can see in a couple of years, he can be in a conversation of a goat because he had such a clean 
career and a clean ending. That yeah, it was it was a it was a bookend. It, it felt like a book being yeah. closed and it felt like okay, now we have you know, it felt like Mac got his closure in a weird way. And, you know, I want to resist the urge to, like, not to downplay his death. I don't think I'm going to, but that's something I want to not do. Uh, when I was listening to Swimming in Circles the first time, because uh, Swimming, I liked a lot, but it grew on me. It grew on me a lot in between its release and Mac's death. But when you listen to Circles, it does feel like it feels like he's transitioning almost out of hip hop, almost like more of a singer songwriter kind of feel. You know what I mean? That I wonder if we had not gone through this tragedy and if he was still around, like would the music he's releasing? I know it would have been incredible. I know we would have loved it, but would we have called it hip hop? Who, who's to say? You know, I, I think yeah. I think that's an interest. I, I think that's like the only lingering question. Man, it really sucks that he's gone. Man, we've been talking about Mac Miller for an hour. <laughs> I'm literally like sitting here just thinking about it now. No, nah, it's just it's hard, man. It's hard, and also I'm just gonna take a moment to say this because like. It's very a per- very personal issue to me. If you're someone who, who's struggling with abuse, reach out. You know, do what you have to do to stay alive because there are people in this world who will miss you if you're gone. And you should definitely do whatever you can. I understand like the vice grip it can have on you, and I don't downplay it, and I'm not here to judge. But whatever you need to do to get clean, if, if there's anything we can do, email it. Honestly. Yeah. Well. I think that's a good way to close it. Yeah, I think we should uh, close the book on this. But, Mac, won't be the last time we talk about him on this podcast. We'll certainly be doing a deep dive into at least a handful of his albums over the course of the next few years, I say. So, one of the greats, man. One of the greats. All right, well. All right, let's, uh, let's do recommendations. Let's do our suggestions. Let's do our suggestions. Yeah. And i got to keep it real with you. I just started thinking about this like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Three minutes ago. <laughs> uh, yep. Not that much, but yeah. Nah, I just thought about it maybe like five minutes ago. I was like, oh, I, what if I've been listening? You know what? Actually, no, I got it. I'm actually good. I know exactly which ones I want to recommend. Uh, you go first. Okay, so the first one I want to recommend is after that single, 100 Chicago's, my oh, yeah. music listening has been dominated by Lupe Fiasco. And, <laughs> you know, going back to all the classes, the cool food and liquor, food and liquor too. But the one that really stuck out was actually a song off Tiazzo and Youth, which is one of his more opaque albums. And it's called Made in the USA. And man, that shit goes hard. Hard, okay. my friend. Hard. Okay. I'm going to go back and listen to it. You should listen to it I right away. I've listened to this in a minute. Dude, so good. Extremely good. You're going to love it. It's just the thing is, anytime you go back and listen to like Lupe or someone like Lupe, you want to listen to the, like, with the, the best. You want to listen to his classics. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Look, it happens. But trust me, you, you will not be upset. All right. 
All right, you go. Um, what I've been listening to, more, I think, two or three days ago, I said something insane in my head, and I, like, double-checked myself very quickly. But I don't know why, but I was really in a Drake face. I was oh, no. just listening to some old Drake. But um, I eventually made my way up to his recent stuff, the Dark Lane demo tapes. Oh, you know, wow. Like a, a collection of stuff. The song Landed is so good. Extreme. It is such a vibe. Wow. And I do not want to receive any hate for recommending recommending a Drake song. No, you, you won't. Drake's pretty... Uh... Our audience is mostly people over the age of 25, so I think you're going to be pretty safe. <laughs> All right. Next one I'm going to do off a recent album, off Kavinsky's Reborn, is the song Vigilante. Uh, it's, a, it's a synth pop song. It's very like... I sent you that song and you were like, man, this sounds just like Dawn FM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from the same album, but the only way I can describe it is it's like dark. And like very imposing, it sounds like some shit that the latest version of Batman would listen to in a car chase. Yeah, so it's incredible. You know, it, as far as vibes go, I don't think any album this year will top Kavinsky's Reborn. And okay. the song is just like that's that's big. Yeah, no, it's but the thing is that like when you're working in like especially that very dark. Elect- electronic music that's not focused on dancing, like you have all the room in the world for vibes. You don't have to have room for bars. You don't have to have like <laughs> people aren't showing off their their drumming skills or anything like that. It it's just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all you need. Yeah. Um, what I would recommend then my second song, just because like. After the um, women's podcast, I really need to go back and listen to Beyonce because I realize her, she has a lot of music, like a lot of music. Yeah. Um, but I went back to listen to Superpower freaking, uh, featuring Frank Ocean. Oh, wow. And surprisingly, yeah, this it, is super low key. Like, this is one of the lower stream songs on the entire album. Um, but man, is it good. Wow. All right. That that's a good call. That is a really really good call. Mm-hmm. All right, my next one. I'm actually I'm actually gonna throw it all the way back, all the way back, Purvis, okay. to the year 2011, and with a song by Pusha T and Tyler the Creator called "Trouble on My Minds." <laughs> Uh, with the Pusha wow. T's dropping his album soon, he's been dropping singles. On to go back, and then I realized, like, oh wow, I've been actually listening to Pusha T for like eleven years now. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I'm not that into Pusha T until Pusha mm-hmm. T drops, and it's like rude boy, cocaine time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good song. Also, I haven't listened to it in a while. But that is a yeah. good song. All right, wrap us up, my friend. Okay. Um, one of the last song I would recommend, and it's actually not a old one. This song is a song "Lemonade" by Gunna, Don Tolliver, and Nav. Wow. And it was uh, it's like a summer song. I Yo, think it came Nav. out in the summer at least. And it, shut up, it's a great song. Hmm. Well, all of them kill it. 
Is there a way to listen to it without Nav? Brandon, do you know this almost has a billion plays? I don't care. <laughs> do you know which restaurant serves? Admit that he's good. Do you know what? Okay, do you know what restaurant serves the most people? McDonald's. Do you think McDonald's is good? Okay, you're not going to sit here and attack McDonald's like something's wrong with McDonald's. <laughs> That's fair. I love McDonald's, dude. I exactly. Would, dude, See, I would fucking up. kill for some McNuggets <laughs> right now. All right, guys. That's the end of this podcast. I need to go get some McNuggets.